Deborah. And I'm Eloise. And welcome to our podcast, The Good Stuff, a place where you can come twice a week. That's right, guys, twice a week to hear uplifting stories during lockdown. Let's get started with a positive quote by Stephen Hawkins. Okay, so here goes. Remember to look up at the stars and not down at your feet. Try to make sense of what you see. And wonder about what makes the universe exist. Be curious. Now this links nicely onto our question of the week. Eloise, can you share our question with us? This week's question is, how can we stay created and curious in isolation? It's a great question, isn't it? That's right. Now, I'm excited about today's episode because I think creativity and curiosity are both the special ingredients that make learning fun. And I know that when we're being creative, that's when we have the most amount of fun, isn't it? Now, we also have a special guest today who can get us all thinking about being more creative and introducing something that we are going to have a go at called Squishy Soap. And I promise you, it's a good one. But before all that, we'd like to kick off each episode with a question, a higgle if you like, to get you listeners at home thinking. A higgle riddle? A higgle riddle. It didn't used to be called that, did it? It was just a riddle, but then Hugo named it. The higgle riddle. The higgle riddle. Go on then, Hugo, what's your question? What is the ancient invention that allowed people to see through walls? But first, let's tell our listeners what we've been up to over the last weeks. Mummy, how are your Strictly Moves been coming along? Uh, shall I ask you guys, how do you think they've been coming along? We thought she were, got lost the plot yesterday because basically she was like dancing around like a freak. I was dancing around like a freak. It was quite good fun though. Dancing makes you happy, right? Yeah, and then she came into the other room sweating her heart out. Like <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit of exercise. It was dance-a-size. Now, um, after speaking to the incredible chef Melissa Hemsley last week, what's been coming out of the kitchen this week, Hugo and Eloise? Toad in the hole. Toad in the hole. I was really proud about that one that you guys helped me with. Yeah. Mummy's been perfecting her Yorkshire puddings, actually. She's oh, become a yeah. bit kind of... A like, roast. A roast dinner. She did the best, best Yorkshires in the roast. Oh, thank you, Mm. Eloise. And what are you learning to make? What did you say you wanted to make this week? You said last night. Oh, shepherd's pie, because basically, when I go to to my grandma's house sometimes, we have shepherd's pie with a bit of baked beans, and that is my favourite thing to have, and I know how to make it, and it's just so good. Shepherd's pie with baked beans, it's quite random, isn't it? And a sprinkle of cheese. And a sprinkle of cheese. Well, we'd love to hear what you guys are cooking at home, um, especially in your good news that we can share on Thursdays. Lastly, a new one specifically for this week's episode. What have we been doing this week to help us keep curious and creative? I have been making um, a doll's house out of cardboard and I made these wine tables. If you check on Mommy's Instagram, I made these wine tables and they were like, they had um, cupcakes and that was a table and it was like a big like festival but like at home so you can like pretend you're having one. And then I made these chairs out of cardboard and it looked really cool. So we literally got a cardboard box and used our imagination. And you've been working on it for three days. Well, you used your imagination and you've been working on it for three days. And Hugo, what did you make that I thought was really creative and it worked? I made a marble run. A marble run. Out of cardboard and rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the recyclable rubbish. Yeah, and it worked, didn't it? You got some dominoes, so it had to end with dominoes. Yeah, and it was really good. So thinking about being creative. This helps us get better at our problem-solving abilities, gives us more confidence, improves our motor skills, and keeps us focused. In fact, taking part in a small amount of creative activities can actually help you improve your well-being. Absolutely, that's right. Studies have shown that a 75% decrease in levels of stress hormone cortisol, so we've talked about the stress hormone before, haven't we, um, after participants had spent 45 minutes doing arts and crafts, which makes sense to us, doesn't it? Because I get quite relaxed. You like, you enjoy your painting, don't you, Elle? Yeah. Absolutely. I have an interesting fact for you about nature and creativity as well. Go on then. If you're feeling like you're lacking a bit of inspiration, I'd recommend getting some fresh air. According to the Journal of Environmental Psychology, just 20 minutes a day outside is all you need in order to allow your brain to refresh, restore and start functioning again. So that's how we can keep creative. But what about staying curious? Now, curiosity is so important for our brains as it keeps our minds active and it helps us find new ideas to solve problems and it opens up new worlds and possibilities. And if you don't believe me, let's have a look at the incredible inventions of the world that only happened because some inventors were curious. Welcome to the Curiosity Quiz with your host, Deborah. Eloise and Hugo. From the invention of the will to the life-saving drugs they are creating to combat illnesses today, so many amazing inventions have been created when people weren't just creative but were curious. Curious to keep learning and keep asking questions. So with this in mind I wanted to, to quiz you guys on the people behind some of the most helpful inventions. Play along at home and let us know in the comment section how you get on. Firstly, buzzer noises for the week. Bow zow. Okay, perfect. Bow zow and and I'll just go buzz. Okay. Question one: Who discovered the amazing antibiotic penicillin that was arguably one of the most transforming drugs of our era? Buzz. Okay. Alexander Fleming. Let's check that answer. It is! Alexander Fleming discovered this in 1928. Well done. Okay, question two. Who created the World Wide Web, which commonly became known as the internet? Go on then, Hugo. Sir Tim Berners-Lee. He has pretty much innovated the way we live our lives today. He created the web back in 1989. For question number three. Who invented the first widely used electric light? Thomas. Thomas Edison. Yeah. (laughs) He created the light bulb. I'll give the point to Mummy. Thank you. Because she didn't say anything. Oh, but I didn't use my buzzer. Buzz Thomas Edison. There you go. Okay, so Thomas Edison, now he was one of the most famous inventors who invented over 1,000 inventions, including the motion picture camera. He set up his first lab in his parents' basement at the age of 10, so Eloise, no pressure there. (laughs) Ahead of this episode, we got the chance to sit down and chat to the amazing Laura Brand, also known as Joy Journal, and we talked to her about some of her inventions um, on staying creative and curious with her children at home. Here it is. 
Hi, Laura, and welcome. You recently released a brilliant book called The Joy Journal um, for Magical Everyday Play. Can you tell us a little bit more about what inspires you to write this book and how you came up with so many brilliant activity ideas in it? Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. My girls, both at the time of writing the book, I, I literally had two under two, which was overwhelming to say the least. And I was trying to find things to do with my older daughter you know, that would occupy her, but equally not stress me out so much that I wasn't able to be present because I had a small baby. So it was, it was sort of like basically trying to navigate play and craft with my daughter and look for opportunities where we could both of us find sort of joy and bonding and it just be sort of flowing and not too heightened in stress and things. So I started trying to get a, a simple joyful book together of things that people could do with things they had at hand. I think in this climate, it's really, it, well, it's now more valuable than ever, isn't it? We don't have the capacity to order a hundred different things or go into lots of different shops. We kind of have to make do with what we have. So it's suddenly really, really relevant. So I loved your video about making that squishy soap, which <laughs> looked really fun. Yes, this was actually my my daughter at the time. It was her favourite, it still is her favourite activity. And um, it was completely by chance that it would be soap and that we'd be in a time that would be learning and showing toddlers and trying to get our kids to wash hands and things and and it just took off that activity I'm really thrilled that you like that activity yeah so for the people who don't know what is squishy soap and how do you make it squishy soap I would say is a bubbly soapy play-doh that's the best way I could describe it it sort of can be shaped and handled like play-doh but it also does wash your hands instead of using flour like you might for a kind of a a basic play-doh recipe we use corn flour which is silky and that sort of holds together and it creates that sort of soapy effect and you add in the four tablespoons of liquid soap, four teaspoons of oil, like a cooking oil, olive oil or a baby oil or some oil that you have in the house, a natural oil, uh, and a drop of food colouring. And that's a half cup of corn flour at the, the top of that recipe. So I always add the food colouring in at the point that I'm adding in the cooking oil and I stir it so that once it's combined, you're um, only using your hands to mix a sort of more like a putty. And it doesn't miraculously come off on your hands and it doesn't come off on your hands when you wash your hands but it will make this uh soapy water colored oh cool that's clever yeah. it's almost like a science experiment in itself isn't it I'm, it kind of like... I'm one of the most unscientific I was in the lowest uh group of science at school so I'm absolutely I've shocked myself to my core that this has become something so scientific. Especially in this climate at the moment, I just really believe learning happens kind of when we're engaged, having fun and when it's not stressful. What's your favourite activity that at the moment? Have you got any ideas that we could really easily get involved in? I really think that my go-to things would be like water, sensory, play, like play in a way that sort of, if you, I guess if you're older, you would see it as sort of experimenting. So maybe using ice and putting different things like you can put sort of salt on ice and dye water and freeze things in it. I have something in the book called a like a flour ice pie, which I put flowers in water in a bowl and then freeze that and then get my daughters to sort of, you know, like hack away at it. They also make it. So then we're freezing something they've made. They love it. And so we the other day actually did like a dinosaur 
excavation. So we put a little bit of soil in water. I mean, it all sounds a bit messy, but to be honest, I do write a lot about this in the book about preparing your space and also letting go as much as you can, because the I find that in that mess, there is magic you know there are things that can happen that's fun and sort of if you can let go enough to, to allow that to happen I would say that that that's the way to go do we you agree the, guys yeah yeah we what did we make the other day that was quite good fun the um pom-poms oh yeah we made the pom-poms but I was thinking about the salt dough oh yeah oh, yes I love salt dough I know, I've never made it before I cannot believe that I've got to 38 and I've never made salt dough and it was so much fun the only disadvantage is that we made these salt dough ornaments for an Easter yeah. we put the branches outside with all the ornaments and obviously if you get salt dough wet it goes into a big mushy mushy mess so they're now kind of in the bin but it was it was definitely like good fun that's the thing I talk about again in the book is the process you know if you if you guys had fun doing that and that's something you can return to easily because it's stuff you've got in the kitchen that can be a go-to you know a go-to activity for you guys like with the stuff I, I'm I'm saying with the like water play I suppose I get a couple of baking trays just out of the kitchen I set up the girls with sort of bubble bubbles and different things tools from the from the kitchen sieves and whisks and they can you know they can have a play and I color the water and we can put their toys in it and I do use waterproof toys in, in most cases but of course course when you know I I feel like when I see them sort of doing that I I feel like they're probably their most content and so I would go with something like that as my go-to for sure I love all this kind of stuff I'm now thinking you could you know all those like little gems that you used to get as a child and you can like freeze them couldn't you and then like pick them out that's sort of what we did with the dinosaurs actually we put these dark toy dinosaurs in this sort of soily water and then froze it in a big block so I did it in a baking tray I, I do everything in a baking tray basically because they're the most hardy things in the kitchen put it in the freezer and then I, I tipped it out and I asked the kids to sort of I gave them a little jug of warm water and they started to sort of uh, melt and pick at the dinosaurs and they were absolutely they were so into it it was really enjoyable to watch and to sort of be involved in how important is keeping creative and curious do you think I think keeping creative and keeping curious are are really important things actually I put a quote before or after one of my chapters that said creativity is inventing experimenting growing taking risks breaking rules, making mistakes and having fun. And I think that that, that, that was a quote from a, a, an actress, actually, in the, um, Mary Lou Cook. But that, for me, sums up both creativity and the things I suppose I would say about curiosity, because curiosity in some cases does mean taking risks. And But I think from both of those things, the, the fun, the flow, you're seeing your children and for yourself as well. This applies to everybody. We're, we're expressing ourselves through creativity and through curiosity. We're learning and we're growing our confidence and we're discovering things. So I feel like they're really important. And it doesn't mean we're always 100 miles an hour having to create massive pieces of art and things. But in curiosity, I suppose it would be things like looking at things closely, like maybe, you know, a trail of ants or a woodlouse or looking at taking the risk with creativity to go with the mistake if you spill a bit of paint or or whatever it is, you know. So I do think they're really important. And I really try to um, encourage that with my own children. Yeah, with Eloise, with her auntie, what do you do with your with your with Claire? 
Oh, I dissect owl pellets. Now, no, up my street, Eloise. I would love to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so they basically spent hours picking apart the owl pellets and then um, working out how many voles or mice the owls have eaten according nice. according to the number of skulls um, oh. that they find in the pellets. I would say that was that's a really really important way of learning is to go out and to to look at things and that's exactly what curiosity does doesn't it if we weren't curious you wouldn't have discovered the joy of a uh, dissecting owl pellets and things i found a deer skull the other day in the woods and i let my children look at it we didn't we did have a, a bit of a look at it with sticks admittedly because i wanted to show them the teeth but it was absolutely fascinating finally as you may already know we're a good news only channel here at the good stuff do you mind sharing one piece of good news with us? Do you know what? Because I did know that this was a good news podcast, which is fantastic and exactly what we need at the moment. I had saved um, a post I saw on Instagram the other day and I just had to quickly remind myself of it. Battersea Dogs and Cats Home have rehomed more than double their usual amount of cats and dogs in the last few weeks. And that means that these animals are going to loving homes because people are at home and people are looking after and wanting companions like and, and I just feel that's very heartwarming. That was the thing that made me feel like a, a bit of positive news to share. Yeah, it's so nice. We, we, we have a dog. We have a dog yeah. called Winston, Winston, don't we? So we can't wait to. Um, and I think if you've got a message to parents who are really stressing about getting the balance between wanting to just see their kids really happy and have a really positive frame of mind versus like being told, right, you must sit at the computer and do the work, this worksheet worksheet have you got like a message or something that they can just to remind them that I don't know it's okay when parents I suppose of younger children do sort of ask me about this sort of thing I probably think that just to take things slowly and not feel you have to achieve too much and that means even that if you start a project or you decide to do something creative or um, maybe you, you want to get them doing something, just read the mood and see what's going on and try not to build expectation too high because that'll lead to some disappointment in some capacity. And I think it's really kind to yourself to sort of, you know, just go go slowly and and just try and enjoy the moment and the flow of where the play and where the creativity is going. Thank you so much for your time, Laura. It's been lovely to chat with you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you, Eloise and Hugo. Bye. Bye. So we loved learning about her evacuation experiment with water and sand. And we are definitely going to try and make the squishy soap. Now we're nearing the end of the show. Sad. Oh, you're doing. Eloise is actually doing a sad face, like a proper sad, like sad. Can we please tell? The answer to the higgle. The higgle? The higgle wiggle? Yes. Just to share it one last time. This ancient invention allowed people to see through walls. What was it? And the answer is a window. Well done to anyone at home who got that. Now we're off to make some squishy soap and probably freeze some things according to uh, some suggestions from Laura and we can't wait to hear about all the creative and curious things that you're doing. So stay curious and creative and we'll see you on Thursday for your next instalment. See ya, bye!